Hello everyone, this is Isaac Petrie. Welcome to the podcast. Be ready to be encouraged and enlightened as we discuss spiritual solutions for everyday life. Well, we're back one more time, and I just want to welcome you back to the podcast. I want to dive right in. That's my favorite statement <laughs> because I want to talk to you about the culture clash that we are having and the role of the church in culture. It is something that we must understand. It is something that we must partake. It is something that we must take up the mantle. Mantle. And we must take this baton and run with it because we in this generation as believers have been given the assignment of making sure that in the midst of the most progressive um, and the most transformative time in modern history where everything is going through these changes, redefining, removing, repositioning, where concepts that people once never thought could be true or accepted or received are now being mainstream. And so the church has got to now perform the role in which Christ raised up the church. And that was to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And it is to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. I do not fault the world or worldly people or people without Christ for coming up with wild, outrageous stuff. That's what they do because they don't understand the ways of God. But the Bible says when that happens, that the church has to step forward and bring clarity and bring the word of God onto the scene so that people can see righteousness, which is the right way of doing things. And it's being in right standing with God. Now, the reason why must we, the church, get involved in this? Because, number one, I talked about the Lord told us to on the last podcast. Then I talked about number two, because that's the assignment that has been given to the church. Number three, I talked about our family. But then here's the biggest thing. God's way is right. And not only is it right, it's best, which means anything that does not function according to the word of God will malfunction as, and dysfunction. And the reason we have so much chaos on the earth right now is because we have simply not heeded the word of God. Now, you can try it. You can try it other ways. But you will never be fulfilled. You will never be happy and you will never be sound. You'll never be secure. Life is miserable without God. And so God's way is right and it is best. And as the church, we've got to be convinced of that, that God's way is best. God's way is right. And so we have the, the moral, spiritual and ethical high ground to be able to talk about it. And speak about it because everybody who has had their life changed by the Lord is so much better for it. And so let's dive into some of these mountains we talked about that there are basically seven major spheres of influence on planet Earth. And we have got to make sure that the church is not only 
speaking to these mountains, but involved in these mountains so that they can all function the way God has destined them. We have number one, the family. Number two, the religious mountain. Number three, we have the educational mountain. Number four, we have government and politics. Number five, we have the media. Number six, we have arts and entertainment. And number seven, we have business or finance. And so now these seven mind molders, these seven mountains, these seven influences on culture is what is shaping the minds of the people and how we function on the earth. So as a believer, we have to make sure these seven mountains are up under a biblical model and biblical worldview. And where we see these mountains starting to, to, to warp into ungodliness, unrighteousness, immorality, injustice, perversion, and all of these things, we must come in as salt of the earth and light of the world. And so let's start with the family. You and I, could not have imagined. I am 50 years old. I was born in 1969. And even me being on this planet for 50 years from a little boy up to my adulthood and even to where I am now could not have imagined that there would ever be a fight over the family like we have today. I would have never dreamed we would live in a world or in America where we would have discussions about genders and whether a man is a man or whether a girl is a girl or a woman is a woman or a boy is a boy. I never would have thought that we would have discussions that we would have to deal with the legalization of marriage being redefined of not just a man and a woman, but now it can be a man and a man and a woman and a woman. And here's the issue. People have always had weaknesses. There's always been sin. You go back to the book of Genesis. This is why God destroyed the earth through the flood was because of the wickedness of men. Um, you know the story about Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah, and you go all the way down from Egypt to Babylon to Syria to Persia. You go all the way down the history, Rome, and the things that they did, all of these empires that rose up against the people of God. There's always been right and wrong, good and bad. There's always been sin, but at least we knew it was wrong. We knew where the line was. The biblical standard was clear. But now what we've allowed as the church is for the lines to be erased. And now we don't know what the definition is. And then when I say we, I'm talking about the culture in general, where you walk up to the average teenager or you walk up to the average um, young person in college and you ask them, is it OK for a boy that feels like a girl to be called a girl? And is it OK for them to use the girl's bathroom? And it, you, you, you would have never imagined that back. Just some 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that that was unimaginable 30 years ago when I was coming out of, you know, college and I was in my, you know, 
early adolescent moving into adulthood phases that that would have never been a question we asked we we knew it was wrong even if we did sins we we knew right from wrong we we knew the family consisted of a man and a woman and children we we knew that only male and female could reproduce um we we knew we knew all of these things but now we have allowed all of these ideologies to come in and strip the definition of the family. Make no mistake about it. It doesn't matter whether it's LGBTQ. It doesn't matter whether it's the transgender movement. It doesn't matter about the redefinition of gay marriage. Satan is after one thing. He is out to destroy the family. Why? It is the model that God used for civilization, civilization, not Isaac Petrie, not preachers, not not right wing um, people. This is this is not some foreign ideology. This has been the standard of God since he created the earth and made Adam and Eve. And we now progress to the point where we're so smart, so wise, so so progressive, so contemporary that we can just decide to change God's law. No, you can't. You can change your opinions about it and you can even make laws about it, but it will never change what God says. And no law that is established by any government on any planet, on any continent, anywhere, that can supersede the law of God. God is supreme and he is sovereign and he has not changed his mind. And church, we need to fight for the family. We have got to fight for the family because if we don't, we're going to lose the family unit in the next generation. We've already got so many out of child um, I mean, out of wetlock births and 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 the, the, people make mistakes. People struggle all of the time. And so that's that's not to condemn anybody that's had a child out of wetlock. The issue is this, though, I want you to consider and please hear my heart, because I don't want there to be any condemnation to all of those mothers and, and fathers that are dealing with that situation. So that's not my point. So let me please be clear. Clear. My point is. Now we have it at such an alarming rate in certain um, racial demographics that I think the last one I heard for African-Americans is, is like seven out of ten. What the issue is, is that that male is not being involved in that child's life for the most part. So the child is growing up without the structure of the family. And if there is not someone who steps in, an uncle, an aunt, I mean, an, an, an uncle, a grandfather, a coach, a mentor at school, somebody to fill that role, the child grows up without the presence and impartation and impact of a father in his life. Now, God can still move. God has moved. Women have been carrying double duty for all of this time, I mean, amazing women, amazing mothers, but it should not be that way. They should not have to to carry the full weight because of the absentee of fathers. Therefore, fatherlessness is the biggest issue we are facing on the planet. 
We can throw money at it. We can talk politics. We can say everything we want to say. But if there is going to be a reinstituting of the family, it starts with the man. It starts with the father. That's why God created Adam first and then brought the woman to him and they two come together to form the union. We need to start to go after men again. That's why you're seeing the total demasculization of men, that men are showing up on magazines dressed like women, and they're trying to promote it, that it is okay to be a man, but yet be feminine. And I'm telling you, all of it is designed to take out the family. Satan is after the family unit, and we must be bold about it. We cannot allow a generation to be stolen from us that have no concept of real family identity, whether it's a man being a man, whether it's a woman being a woman, whether it's whether it's our children knowing that what you were born with, that is your gender. That is who you are. And if there are issues and vices, it's up to the parent to try to get their child the help required so that they can understand their identity. It is not to say they woke up one day and felt like a girl. So I'm just going to change my child's name. That is not the biblical role. That is not the way you do it. And it's time for the church to fight for the family. That is the only thing I'm going to talk about on this particular podcast. As you can see, I've got some some ways to go because I've got to get into the religion and the family and politics and I've got to get into arts and entertainment and media. But this is the biggest one. If we get the family back, we can get society back. And it starts with a man. We have got to get fathers back in their homes. And we've got, because a lot of times when we talk about out of, um, out of um, wetlock childbirth, we always focus on the woman, but, but somewhere a man was irresponsible that produced the child. And so the woman is left with it, but he's the one that produced it. It takes a sperm <laughs> to connect with an egg to produce a child. And so the woman is left and the man gets to skirt off and run away scot-free, away from his responsibilities, away from what he has been given the assignment by God to do. And enough is enough. We must begin to hold men responsible. We must begin to preach it and teach it. We must begin to confront them. We must begin to plead with them by the mercies of God so that the man can take his place back and then he can be honorable and integral to know that I have to be responsible to try my best to live a life of honor and morality before God, that I wait until I am married before I have intimacy with any woman. And God forbid, should you do it outside of the constrictions of marriage, 
because that's why God instituted sex. I'm going to do a whole podcast on that because the church is silent on things like this. And it's time for us to become salt. If you fail, if you get weak and you happen to slip up and have a child out of the bonds of marriage, then by all means, please be responsible enough to be involved in that child's life, in the raising of that child, imparting into that child a sense of identity of who they are and what God created them to be. Listen, I am out of time. I'm telling you, you got Reverend Petrie today because I am stirred up about this, but I got to go. And you keep listening, tell someone about it, and I will see you next time. Be blessed. I pray you were blessed by today's podcast. Take a moment and subscribe to it and review it and share it with someone else so that we can stay connected. Be blessed.